We have the stories to tell. I mean, that's what's so amazing yeah. about it. It is, people will come up and say, oh, congratulations on the success of the podcast. It's like, well, it's your podcast. I mean, it's your stories. You're the ones creating this content. And, uh, you know, whether it's the volunteers or, you know, the staff for AFP Libre or CBA. Uh, so, it, so it's been great. But what did you think going into that first meeting? Were you kind of skeptical? So I had this laundry list of things that I wanted to get done. And Jeff Crank gives me a call and says, hey, what about a podcast? Can we, can we add a podcast to that list? We spent a lot of time just figuring out how we'd actually put the team together to produce yeah, a podcast. Yeah, too much time. You drove me crazy, actually. Well, again, we yeah. needed to have a good plan right. because if you didn't have a good plan, no way we could have made 130 yeah. episodes in yeah. a year. We have an organization that we work at that has just a treasure trove of amazing individuals and amazing, compelling stories. And that's why this idea was so good because we have the goods to be able to tell people some very inspirational content. Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of American Potential. This will be our last episode of 2023, and it only seemed fitting that we'd invite the entire podcast team on to talk about the stories we've be, been able to share with you and also what it's like working on the podcast, especially having to deal with me. We're going to get into that. Intervention time. <laughs> this episode will also wrap up our four-part end-of-the-year series. And if you've missed the other three episodes in the series, we talked with Russ Durstein from Concerned Veterans for America, Jose Malia from Libre, and Kent Strang from Americans for Prosperity, to talk about what their organizations have been able to do this past year. So I'd now like to introduce the podcast team. And if you can believe it, this is the first time we've all been in the same room together. That's what an effort across this country, this podcast actually is. And this is an amazing opportunity for all of us to be together. First, let's introduce Daniel Basali, who is the managing brand director for Americans for Prosperity, John Quick, who does the social media and marketing for the podcast, Monica Haas, who's the content manager, and finally, Matt West, who, if it wasn't for him, no one would be able to see or hear the podcast. He's our board operator, and he does all of the production uh, post uh, the recording ourselves. Okay, everybody is from a different part of the country. Welcome, everybody. It's great to have everybody here. Hey, Jeff. Good to be here. Yeah. Good to be here. So first of all, thanks to everybody here who does such a great work uh, on, on the podcast. And and uh, I know I, I've had a blast. I mean, I've had a blast from we we launched February 1st. Was that Daniel? That was sounds it, about right. Is that the first time? In February. Yep. So I've had an absolute blast doing it. We have done, I was looking through, I, what are we? 130 episodes, somewhere around there right now, right? Pretty close. And it's it's just been it's been incredible. So we're from different parts of the country. And um, I, I guess I'd love to know what you think uh, as you contribute to the podcast, what, what do you bring from your state? Like we know you bring bad internet from Alaska. <laughs> no, John, cell, no cell phone service. No cell phone service. We call John <laughs> Nikiski John because John is from Nikiski, Alaska, yeah. right? Nobody's ever heard of it except for John. We like it that way. We like it that way, he says, right? So it is interesting that a guy from Alaska is like our social media guy, <laughs> right? Yep. 
Tell us about you, John. Well, uh, my family and I, we live in Nikiski, Alaska. Wonderful wife, three kids. We live down a dirt road that you'd literally never go to unless you live there or work there. It's Nikiski's at the end of a road. And so um, we love it there. I, when I left to come to D.C. for this trip, uh, we left, I don't know, three feet of snow. Takes you five hours to get to the airport. You see a couple wrecks on the way. <laughs> It's just quite, it's an experience. It takes about 24 hours to get from Alaska to the East Coast. So. And John, I give, I give you credit. I think everybody gives you credit because you deserve the credit. You actually came up with the idea of the podcast, right? So we've talked about this before, but you, you were working for Americans for Prosperity and you, sa- you actually said to me, why do, we, why do we not do a podcast? Like I'd been doing a radio for like 14 years or something at the time. And, and I said, well, that's a great idea. Why don't you put a plan together? And so you did. And we took that to the CEO, to Emily Seidel. And Emily's like, this is awesome. I love it. But I got to have you go talk to this guy named Daniel. We'd never met Daniel before. And remember, <laughs> we were very leery. He's of, the checks and balances of this. John and I had, we had this like call beforehand, like, okay, what are we going to do with this Daniel guy? <laughs> like, we got to go into this knowing how did you come into that meeting, Daniel? Like when you came into it, were you like, these crackpots have this idea or what? Well, we get a lot of ideas. And so, yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm also, you were asking where, where do we come from? Yeah. What do we bring into right. it? I, you know, live in Washington, D.C. Right. I'm from Fairfax, Virginia originally. So I've been in and around D.C. almost all my entire life. Very few of us who are actually that way. So I think what I bring is some cynicism and a lot mm-hmm. of deep skepticism. And so when you're the Darth Vader of the podcast, I mean, let's be honest, a hundred percent. So when we crack the top 5%, I ask why we're not in the top 4%. So (laughs) that's, that's the running joke here. Yeah. Uh, But high standards, we have high standards, uh, where we work, everyone holds us to that. And so, um, the, the number one thing was like, how are we going to execute this in a way that's going to be really strong and really compelling. And thankfully we have an organization that we work at that has just a treasure trove of amazing individuals and amazing, compelling stories. And that's why this idea was so good because we have the goods to be able to tell people some very inspirational content. Yeah. We have the stories to tell. I mean, that's, what's so amazing yeah. about it. It is people will come up and say, Oh, congratulations on the success of the podcast. And it's like, well, it's your podcast. I mean, it's your stories. You're the ones creating this content and uh, you know, whether it's the volunteers or, you know, the staff for AFP Libre or CVA. Uh, so, so it's been great. But what did you think going into that first meeting? Were you kind of skeptical or sure. were you? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I'll and say we'd this never, much. we'd never met. You had kind of just started not long before yeah. that with Americans for Prosperity, right? That's right. And so I had this laundry list of things that I wanted to get done. And Jeff Crank gives me a call and says, Hey, what about a podcast? Can we, <laughs> can we add a podcast to that list? And I'm like, you know, maybe maybe a good idea. I don't know how we'd go about right. it. If you remember, we spent a lot of time just figuring out how we'd actually put the team together to produce yeah, a podcast. too much time. You drove me crazy, actually. Well, again, we <laughs> yeah. needed to have a good plan right. because if you didn't have a good plan, no way we could have made 130 yeah. episodes yeah. in a year. Well, and look, I give you the credit for that because you kind of pulled back on the reins a few times, right? Because if it would have been like John and I, we'd be like a couple of cowboys like, okay, we got a microphone recording it on our (laughs) iPhones. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's what you brought to the process was like the discipline, like the logo. I love the logo. The logo is awesome, but we probably wouldn't have thought that through, right? And, And had all that stuff and the branding and 
you know, AmericanPotential.com and all that. So you brought all of that really to, to the project. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I, I think, again, the, the biggest thing is just shaping this thing as a project to tell stories. Yeah. That was the most important piece of this formula to make it work, make it compelling. And, and in my interest, be able to showcase all the amazing people, the amazing victories this organization has had, and um, really inspire other Americans to know that even in this dysfunctional political system, that there's still a way to make an impact. So I got him held captive. So the, the rest <laughs> of the staff knows what I'm going to do here. So how are we doing on that, Daniel? Are we doing okay? Are we telling good stories? Because I mean, you mentioned being kind of the cynic a oh, little bit. You want right? me to compliment you now, Jeff? Well, I'm, I'm searching. I'm searching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. No, no. Um, I mean, how are we doing as a team? And it's not me doing this. I mean, this is an amazing team. 100%. And, you know, I always try to give credit because credit is due there, right, to this whole team. But Yeah, I mean, like, if I can, uh, I guess I'm going to give us a grade report. Here we go. Jeff, you're doing all right now. <laughs> it was so great having you, Daniel. You How, which of these buttons do I push to cut his mic? Oh, the big one, the big red one. Yeah, no, okay. but, but um, honestly, it's it's a pleasure to work with y'all. Like John is constantly pushing the edge on the latest technology, the latest marketing tactics, figuring out different ways we can cut these episodes, produce things on youtube on shorts i don't even i didn't know what shorts was and i used to do digital marketing um finding um really unique tools for us to reach new audiences to shape new content it's been incredible to just watch you go and you've just got this um, motor behind you to do all of that and that's been just a pleasure to watch and then monica is the engine of this team like i mean yep. she wears probably like six or seven different hats here i mean she looks out for the stories themselves, brings them to us. We just riff and raff on our meetings and she keeps us organized. She's like, okay, but can we get through this list, please? And, <laughs> and not only that, but like she has a true eye for these stories. Uh, I mean, like she digs in deep to understand the individuals, whether they'd be a good fit for this podcast. And then she cares about the individuals. She feels passionate when she's pitching the story ideas to us. I mean, she's basically writing the whole episode for us right there and then. And then afterwards, she's taking it, turning it into some questions and basically doing your job completely for you. The only thing <laughs> yeah. you're doing is just showing up here in this studio. Yeah. So yeah. I just can't say enough yeah. about how much work Monica puts in, not to mention all the scheduling, not to mention all the coordinating with the guests. And if we have a lot of VIPs, we've, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure. But a lot of very important people have come on to this podcast and talked about serious issues. And Monica's had to coordinate with their teams which I'm sure has not been easy, but she makes it all seem seamless. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's it, a great point. I noticed you didn't really didn't compliment me. You mostly <laughs> just took shots at me, but that's okay. I'll remember that uh, post edit stuff. Uh, anyway. And yeah, let's get to Monica because Monica had to set up, you had to set up the entire like process for us to go about getting guests. And like, there's legal approval. There's all these things that people who listen to the podcast probably don't think we'd even have to set up, but you had to set up all those processes from beginning to end. You have a background in, um, in journalism, I guess, right. And in, in, in being a producer, you worked on in the TV production. So I worked 17 years in local news, right. Um, worked on the production side. So if you ever see the control room, I was the one sitting behind the board, um, hitting all the buttons. Um, so then I switched to a lifestyle show. 
Um, and so that's where I really got to start telling stories of um, creators. And so where I was coming from, we, we called them makers. So they would make, um, you know, jewelry or um, I'm trying to think what else, like uh, ceramics or something. So I wanted to highlight the small businesses and what they were passionate about because it was just one person doing it. So that's where the storytelling kind of came in. Um, and that's what I was doing for the last about three years in that before coming to AFP. And you were working for AFP as an engagement director and kind of doing that. And then this opportunity came up and we sort of created the position, not knowing, you know, how to really do it, but you kind of had to define it as you went along. But as I said, kind of built the systems as we were going, built the plane as we were flying it, as, the, as people say. Um, but you have a passion for it and a love for it and everybody can see that and you make it to where I, you know, like I can literally sit down and, you know, I've got an episode brief, we call them, and, and I get those on a Sunday, you know, I get them on a Friday to a Sunday, I look at them Sunday evening, and I'm ready to go in on Mondays and, and record those. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing process and team that, that's been set up. So, so that's awesome. And then none of it, as I said, would even go on air if we didn't have Matt West. Now, Matt worked with me for many years uh, on my radio show, when I had a, a, a talk radio show, he lives in Colorado Springs where I live. And Matt works with uh, Salem Communications and we actually go into a Salem studio and that's where we are right now. Um, uh, we're in the Arlington, Virginia Salem studio now, but normally we record in Colorado Springs and Matt West is the board operator uh, you know, we started this podcast as an audio podcast, and then all of a sudden, I don't who came up with the idea of doing video? Was it you, John? John? Every good idea Maybe. comes from John, doesn't it? It seems <laughs> like it. Certainly not you, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Daniel, I'm Coming telling you. Zingers. It's just amazing. It's funny how this was the only episode he was ever on. I love that. Anyway, um, yeah, I think John came up with the idea of, well, why don't we just do video? And we just happened to have Matt West who has all the video equipment. I told him today, looking at this camera, I said, man, that must be a $4,000 camera. He goes, try 12. $12,000 camera, <laughs> who spends their money on that? Matt West does. Matt, I, can you step in so people can at least see Matt yeah, West? Yeah, there we go. See, I'll, I'm, I'm pushing John over here. There we go. Get him out of the way. Yeah, he never yeah, has we'll, a good we'll, idea. We'll fix him in the edit too. We'll just kind of right. push him out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, shove him through Daniel, if you will. That, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, I just push colorful buttons on the board and somehow we get a show. And uh, the uh, one thing is, the value I think I bring to this is the fact that every time you record, you have to see me in person. Regrettably, honestly. I don't know yeah. if that's much value, but yeah. there you go. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and then you take all of this and put it, you edit it. First, you were editing the sound, right. getting it to John. And then you started editing the video and, and getting that uh, getting that all edited. And that's a, like, it's a full-time gig, really. It, for you. It's I mean, busy. It's pretty amazing. It, it, it's busy. And, you know, it's, it's cool because I, I, you know, I've been working in radio for a while, but I do the video on the side. I've had a side business doing video for a while for different folks in Colorado Springs. So it was just kind of a natural progression to do radio and video with it, audio yeah. and video. Yeah. So I think it was just a, a blessing to be in the right place at the right time and, know at least which of the red buttons i shouldn't yeah, press that's so, right yeah and i mean you have a passion for it you love doing this i mean oh, you yeah. really love the podcast you you agree with it sort of ideologically 
But also, I think you just have a passion for putting out a really neat, good product, right? Oh, I, absolutely. You know, and I love what the podcast has done, and I love how it's been able to connect uh, these stories. You know, we have so many cool stories, and I get to see them in the edit before they right. go over the air. And I, I look at some of these, and I know when I'm editing them that, like, wow, this is really cool, or this is an amazing thing that this person in this episode has has done. And you, we just keep seeing that, and we're... 100 and remind me 150 episodes in 130 130 yeah. okay yeah yeah so you know seeing that 130 times now with the show is just so cool and yeah i like putting a quality product together but i think it's the fundamental root of that that yeah. really gets me excited how long does it take you to to do one episode like let's say to edit an episode Oh, it's tough because some episodes require more than others. Now, we don't do much editing content wise. We kind of let that flow and be as it is. But there's several hours that go into processing the footage, bringing the footage into the edit, doing the edit itself, doing graphics and then bouncing it to a render server where it sits there and renders for several more hours. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it might be five or six hours for a single episode that you've yeah, seen. Yeah, 30 minute episode. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And then there's the audio side of it, too. The video, there's the shorts and all of the above. Yeah. Well, and Mr. Positive over here, uh, Daniel, he he was I think you were worried when we want when we even suggested doing the video. Right. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> well, you were, <laughs> okay, okay, you were you were worried about it, but it's he does an incredible. I mean, so many times Daniel's come to me and said, no, Matt does amazing, like just really amazing work. That's true. Absolutely. So you, wait a minute, you've yeah. complimented everyone but me. So you might as well do Matt too. I, you, you know, I'm just I've getting lucky with thing. it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just getting lucky. I've got everyone fooled here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to ask Matt a question. Yeah. So I'm not even going to okay. do your yeah. job. Well, there take too, the Jack. job over. Go ahead. <laughs> what am I here for? But Matt, can you like, you've turned these around pretty quickly. Sometimes we have some very, very topical uh, episodes where we're bringing on a guest right before a big event. What's been, I think, the fastest turnaround that you've had to pull off for one of these episodes? I think it was probably the Mike Pence episode. Okay. Yeah, I want to yeah. say it was the Mike Pence episode, which was really fun, by the way. I really enjoyed doing that. For me, at least coming from Colorado, I'm not used to seeing presidential candidates very often, right? Or no less a, a former vice president, too. Um, that one, I we finished that edit as soon as, or that, that recording, and as soon as we finished that, I was working on the edit, went up to the hotel room, Plug that thing, put it together, and it was uh, it was ready to go. Like basically the same day. Wow! I want to say, if I recall correctly, it was ready to go pretty quick. And, and doing that out of your element too, because you're not doing it out of the Colorado Springs studio. You're doing that on the fly. Uh, where was it? It was in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Well, you know, what was funny about that too was that um, one of the times, one of the recordings we had, I don't think it was right after Mike Pence, but. Uh, and, and Monica, you may remember this, but we had uh, Vivek Ramaswamy come through basically our recording studio we had set up at the Atlanta uh, convention that we were at. And he wasn't on our show, but they asked us, hey, can can we use this real quick for a press conference? Because you're kind of in the back. The the door here kind of goes around away from the crowd so we can get him in. And we're like, yeah, sure, he can do that. So I'm sitting there editing after we finished a recording and just you know, he just comes across with his whole media entourage and does a like a press briefing right there and like 20 or 30 people pile all around and they got microphones and cameras in his face and i'm just sitting there editing i'm like oh i guess this is my office now so <laughs> that was you know speaking of editing on the road that was like you don't normally deal with that when you're in your own like editing suite right if sure. you're in the studio you don't have a presidential candidate be like hey can i just do a press conference right here yeah so that was really cool really cool weren't you trying to eat at the same time 
Oh yeah. yeah, I was trying to eat, and <laughs> I I, I'm eating on the fly when I'm trying to and, edit and get and stuff. And poor done. Matt hasn't like. What time is it now? Uh, we're recording this at four o'clock in the afternoon, and Matt hasn't had any lunch yet. So why don't you let him eat? Well, we don't let him eat. <laughs> you won't give me any <laughs> money know, to pay him to gotta, eat. Yeah, remember, keep the slim figure. We had to keep the budget really low. We can remember? afford lunches for Matt. Okay. Jeff. From now on, we'll that after the from now on, we'll do it. But until now, it's been Daniel's fault. <laughs> So anyway, Roger that. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Okay. Let's get into some of the episodes. I want to talk about some of the episodes, what your favorites were. I, you guys have all been trying to steal my notes because I actually printed out notes and noted some of my favorites. So you guys want to take it. So I don't have my favorites and you can look through it. Forget it. Do your own work on this. Um, Okay. So I was looking through this and first of all, incredible number of stories that we've told and it's really hard to say, you know, this is my favorite, but I will throw some that I really love. The William Byrd episode, which was the, our long, you noted it's the longest one. It was like 50 some minutes, 56 minutes. And if we don't hurry, this may exceed that. But uh, anyway, William Burt, the barber in Iowa, one of my favorites. Um, the Utah school, Dallin Richardson, the young man who was bullied and left. I love that story. That was an, an incredible story about uh, education savings accounts. Um, Othel Brand, the story at the U.S.-Mexico border, that was just an incredible uh, story and podcast, I thought. Obviously, Cesar Grajales and the, the award-winning one that he still doesn't seem to care about. Um, anyway. <laughs> I care about uh, you, Cesar. Oh, he cares about Cesar. It's just not the award that he cares about. Anyway, um, Chief Clem, Chief Clem, that that was a very good episode. I actually recorded that one while I was in Alaska, um, and that's always kind of weird to me. Like I record one in Alaska, and somebody else is in Florida, and through the magic of Matt, it all comes through. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep naming some, and then I want you some. Hey, I got my list. If you didn't show up with the list, that's your problem. Um, Alan Roach, I love the Alan Roach one. That's your favorite. One of my favorites. Yeah. The voice of the podcast, Alan Roach um ambassador nikki haley that's your favorite right it's one of my favorites for oh, sure oh really yeah okay well we're not talking about you no, right now we'll get to you in a second okay positive. let me go through these yeah it was that make a mental note uh <laughs> coach joe kennedy i love that episode um Jaden and that's a good one eden rodriguez the young man who with the, the backpack uh guy benson mary Catherine ham and one more that I would point out, Greg Lukianoff. I love mm -hmm. that one too. I thought that that one was great. Okay, I want to get to yours and then I have some stats of how many different uh, classes of people we've had on. What's your favorite episode, Daniel? Okay, uh, I was thinking about this before, the ep uh, before we started recording and I have to say, I think it's uh, the 100th episode with Emily Seidel. And selfishly, here's why. Um, I get the privilege of working Damn, with Emily. You're sucking up. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is great. Okay, Emily's wait, listening we, to this. This is now? sad. Because it's Christmas time. We're doing all these like, uh -huh. holiday parties and everything. Yeah. And and so there's always these icebreakers for the whole team. And it's like <laughs> one's like, um, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And everyone goes and says one. Right now, Jeff just went and he just took them all. He just <laughs> said all of them. And I have the list. And he's hey, like, now it's your turn. I'm, San I'm Santa. I have the list. Well, I'm going to say one that you he's haven't said yet, okay. even though I, okay. I got to say the William Burt one. I got to meet William Burt. Yeah. We went and shot um, some videos with him out in Waterloo, Iowa. Incredible yeah. what he means to his community there. 
There's a bunch of others that you said that are that are great, no doubt. But like, here's why the Emily Seidel one mattered a lot to me. I get to work with Emily quite a bit. I look up to Emily, obviously. She's the leader of our organization. Um, but I, until this episode, I hadn't quite fully heard her story. Sure. Her pathway to getting to Americans for Prosperity and even hearing why she thinks we're the most effective organization in mm -hmm. the country to impact policy and improve people's lives. So for me to kind of hear her thought process when she made that decision, how she ended up at our organization was um, really, really interesting because after two years of working here, I hadn't quite heard that before. Yeah, I would agree with you. And the other thing that came through in that episode, and this is in all seriousness, is Emily's very humble. Mm -hmm. She's a she's a very humble leader and a good leader. And that kind of came through. That comes true in a podcast if if you know if you've got that quality and that trait. And so I think that 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 was great. And how many people have watched that? That's the most watched episode we've had. Just about a million people. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. Um, okay, and then you said you had another one. Did you have another one besides William Burt? You said one I didn't mention. You were going to mention that one was I didn't. the Emily Seidel one, oh. but I'll I'll mention um, that I also thought uh, it was pretty just neat to have Grover Norquist on yeah. the show as well. He I was mean, great. Like he's just such a iconic, iconic leader in public policy and protecting our you know wallets and our taxpayer money, making sure that it's only going to the most key areas where government should be focused yeah. on. Um, so to have him on the show was was pretty neat, and he always brings in just a ton of depth and a ton of intelligence to um, anything that he does. And so it was cool to hear him bring that because we don't get it from you very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> people ask me all the time. Oh, Jeff, somebody said the other day. Oh, you do a great job on that because you have a way of breaking it down for for <laughs> people. I'm people. like, yeah, because I'm dumb. I mean, that's what you're saying. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. And I I, I own that. I own it. For sure. Uh, Monica, how about you? What's your favorite podcast episodes? So I feel I feel kind of guilty just because I get to talk to all these people yeah. ahead of time. Right. So I get to have longer conversations. Most conversations are, I book them for 30 minutes, but most of them usually go an hour. Longest was two and a half hours. So being able to actually talk to these guests and hear their stories has been great. Um, Joel from Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, he sold his house to open a school for underprivileged kids because he was working in the public schools and he saw these kids struggling. And so he said, God laid it on his heart to do this and he's doing it debt-free. So Joel was a good one. Um, I'm trying to feel so bad because now I have talked to all these people and I feel bad. Do I have to turn my notes over? So I almost said, I need to see your notes. Um, okay. I think Matt uh, from Texas again, um, uh, he was the ranch manager talking to him and him telling stories about what they were seeing with uh, the immigrants coming across and, um, you know, how it's changed over the years and the stories that he's heard. Um, I thought that that was, that that was another um, interesting one to hear. Um, and I really do feel bad because I'm blanking on the 130 I'll episodes give you my that notes. we've done. I will give you my notes in just a second. <laughs> okay. And those are great. I will, I will turn over my notes, but I can't. I got this one page here. I got to see. John, what do you think, buddy? Okay, so uh, I think my favorite 
is Senator Dan Sullivan. He's a senator from Alaska. From Alaska. I think he represents Nikiski. Yeah, he as does. I understand and it. I think yeah. he's the first one to cuss on the episode. Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah, but we had to. I had. I, I believed him. You had to bleep a I U.S. senator. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was against that decision. <laughs> you you didn't want it bleeped? No. Matt just bleeped him without We're asking. All about authenticity, but I heard there was something like, was that an FEC thing so that we didn't get yeah, some sort of probably. look? I don't want the FCC lawyers coming around. They're, yeah. they're not friendly. What they're was friendly as Herb, by the well, way. let me ask you this. Without saying the word, what, what was the word? Was it the S word? I can't remember. I think I it was F word. No. Was it? No, 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 it wasn't. No, it was, I think it was the S word. It was the S word. Okay, it was the S word. If I say it right now, are you going to believe? We will believe you, Daniel. In fact, if you were to say it right now, we'd remove you entirely from the podcast. I think that's what you want. That's good. Okay, Dan Sullivan. He's just a great guy. And... um but I think my other my other answer is maybe a little different. I get to see the people interact with the podcast on the social media side. And so that's been, I think, the most fun thing for me to see is that, you know, from when we launched till now, we've had 10 million episode views and downloads, which is just ginormous. And that hundreds of thousands of people have commented. Probably 100,000 people have shared our episode just on Facebook. Tons of people are inspired every single day by by folks and their stories. And I think that that is the big win for me is just seeing people realize that they too can make an impact, that they can be a stay-at-home dad or a soccer mom, have an idea and make an impact without having to be an elected official of any kind. And so I get to see that in the comments, seeing people inspired and propelled to go do something, I think is very motivational. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's what's so great about the podcast is we're just telling the story of everyday citizens who yeah. stepped up. Yeah. Matt, well, how about you? Do you have any, oh. what was your favorite episode? Yeah, you know, it's tough to name a favorite, right? And I also feel like the ones I don't name, they're going to come after me with like pitchforks. But you mentioned Alan Roach initially. That one was really cool because he's kind of like a radio like hero. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's a legend in yeah. radio, in sports and all of that. But there's some other ones that I thought were really cool, namely the ones where we've had a guest who's from another country and they come on and talk about why they came to America. Yeah, those like, are those awesome. are. I mean, there's too many to to name off right here, but even some I can think of. Um, Sarah Hatemi, who we had on recently, she had a great story with the sandwich shop. I yeah, loved that story. Isn't that a great story? Um, and uh, uh, Amy uh, Amy Wu, I want to say, uh, with her story too. Lily, Lily Wu. Wu. Sorry, yeah. Lily Wu. Yeah. She'll come with the pitchfork, by the way. But uh, <laughs> Lily Wu. And uh, that was really cool because, you know, she went from watching you know, people on television and trying to learn English from that to wanting to be on TV herself as a as a reporter, as a journalist. Right. And so like those stories are really cool. If I had to pick one that was just cool, I think Glenn Jacobs was cool because oh, yeah. Mayor Glenn Jacobs, because the whole time I was doing the edit, I was watching highlights of his time in the WWE as a wrestler. <laughs> and it was like awesome. And I, I was kind of disappointed. I couldn't have like a you know, cool intro for him, you know, and, uh, but that, that was really neat. Yeah. I was the whole time I was editing that I was watching him like body slam guys off of, you know, <laughs> tables and things like that. So, yeah. you know, that was, that was fun. That was cool. So we all have our own episodes for different reasons. And that's, that's amazing. Um, and Alan Roach, I mean, you mentioned Alan, I know I, I was pretty insistent on wanting Alan Roach's voice and I look back on that decision and I love it because every time I hear the podcast, I listen to that intro and it's just, it's world-class, right? Because it's got that voice. 
I could never do that voice. None of us in this room could do. You could come close, Matt, yeah. with your radio know. voice. But <laughs> Alan Roach's voice is just like, this is American potential. I mean, it's just so amazing. It's, it's just iconic. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I wrote these stats down. And now you can have my notes after I tell you this. We have had on this show, what have we been? 10 months, 11 months, 10 and a half months. We've been months. doing the show, right? Seven United States senators on this show. Bad. Pretty awesome. One governor. You all thinking, really? We've had a governor? Soon to be two. No, no. It'll be just one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. That one. That okay. One. He's, it's a coming episode. Um, one lieutenant governor, right? The lieutenant governor of Virginia. Seven members of Congress. Seven U.S. House members. And two presidential candidates. That's pretty spectacular. What other, how many other podcasts could say, there's not many other podcasts that could say they've done that. Are you, that has to impress you, Daniel. Sure, fine. Sure, fine. Sure, fine. Okay. I remember we have Daniel on the show too. You got it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Let me write that down. And one Daniel. Yeah. One Daniel. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, a story on that, like, cause we had Senator Ted Budd very early. Very the early. Show. Yeah. And so I was like, are we like, again, me playing my role. Are we sure we're ready to do it? <laughs> yeah, right, right, now? right, right. I mean, we barely have gotten the mechanics of producing a single episode. I think he was the third episode. So I just remember, like, me personally, like, sweating out all, all the questions. Monica knows how to do her job, but I'm like, hey, have we made sure, like, has the, has the scheduler, like, confirmed the time? Do they know how to get on the show? So to hear how many we've been through and how easy and quick we're getting these done compared to where we were at in the very, very beginning stages, like that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing. And again, it speaks to the process that you put in place and, but yeah, going through that, I mean, seven U S senators, it's just, it's incredible. So, um, and we've come a long way, Ted, Bud. we, that was all audio. We didn't have that's any right. video at that time. And then, you know, we, we jumped into it. Okay. Here's my notes. Now you can take a look at them. Tell me if you, you know, just take a minute See if there's anything in there you look at it, you go, oh, yeah, I just, I just really, really do. Uh, I love that episode or whatever, but some great ones and, you know, more to come. That's what's so exciting. Let's talk about the future just a little bit. Um, 2024, we're, I think, on the verge of signing some really cool agreements yep. with the podcast yep. that are going to bring more of that. We've launched uh, Potencial Americano, uh, which is the Spanish version. Uh, we just, I just, uh, talked with Jose Malia and he's really excited about that and, and what we're doing there. But John keeps coming up with these crazy ideas. He's like, well, I want to go do the podcast live. Oh, I want to yeah. do live events. Matt wants to go do live podcast mm -hmm. episodes. We've talked about doing town hall meetings for AFP with a U.S. Senator or a Congressman and have it broadcast um, as a podcast episode as well. Those are amazing ideas. And to me, that's what's been so fun about this podcast is the experimentation we've been able to do. And I think it speaks volumes to our organization to allow us to do that. And I think we've, you know, we've proven ourselves a little bit here too. So maybe they'll give us even more leash, Daniel, uh, to go out and, and, and do, do some other things. But I mean, that's really fun to be able to go out and innovate and, and do that. And I know you've enjoyed that aspect of it as well. As, as well as others. John, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it speaks volumes for Americans for Prosperity to do something new. It's one thing to say 
you want to be like entrepreneurs or you want to be innovative, those are very easy things for a company that has this many employees to just say and do a rah-rah thing and then everybody goes their separate ways. It's another thing to actually do it. And so I think um, it was very exciting for me to see that the Emily, the CEO of Americans for Prosperity, was excited about this new idea. Not only was she excited about it, but they put you know, talent behind it. They threw Daniel our way and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I think that, um, this just goes to show that, you know, there's still some, some tricks that maybe are let to be played yet here with Americans for, or with, with American potential, because there's so many opportunities for us to do innovative things yeah. that I think, you know, 2024 is going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts on that innovation. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said in the beginning, I thought, I think that John has really led that for us. And um, one thing that I think we're, we might see in 2024 as well is um, some more experimentation around the content itself, the way we structure the content, maybe some new kinds of segments, new games we might be able to throw in there for our audience to learn more about some of the guests that we bring on, some of the hot topics of the day. So when uh, we say we're just scratching the surface, I, I truly believe that there's, uh, so much more that we can do and ways we can educate people uh, and inspire people. So I can't wait to see what else we come up with. Yeah. Monica, any thoughts on that, on innovation in 2024 and what's ahead? Well, it sounds like we're traveling a whole lot more for next <laughs> Maybe. year. That's what I Could heard. Be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I mean, we've done on the road a few times this year, which I like. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what we can do. Yeah. That's right. Now, Daniel was sucking up to Emily by saying those nice things about the episode and how great it was and all of that. Now I just speak the truth, but I will say this. I think to your point with regard to Emily, there's not a lot of leaders that would have the courage to say, yeah, that's a good idea. Go out and do it and try it and innovate. And, you know, I give you great credit, John, for coming up with the idea and for bringing it forward. Cause a lot of people just sit on an idea like that. Well, it'd be nice to do, but that seems like a lot of work. You didn't do that. You brought it forward to me, right? And then we, you built the document. We took it to Emily. But she had the courage, too, to say, hey, let's go out and try this. Let's try something new. Um, and, you know, it paid off. Not all the time. It's not always going to pay off when you try and do that. But leaders will lead and do that. And I give Emily great credit. And I think it is, you know, we talk about culture a lot within uh, AFP and with Stand Together. But I think... Um, that really speaks to it, like being able to go out and try new things and take a little bit of risk and 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 do that. So anyway, all right, final thoughts before we wrap this up, because this will literally be the longest episode we've ever done if we don't wrap up in 22 seconds. Go! No, I'm kidding. All right, Jeff, here we yes. go. All right. Uh, despite all the credit that's been shared all around, you're the face of this thing, <laughs> and you're not just the face of it and the voice of it, but you've also been our team's leader. Uh, you know, you deal with me uh, being a prickly pear sometimes. You also, <laughs> you also though, like have never heard an idea where you just shut it down. You roll with it. You explore it. You toss it to other people. You see what they think. You collaborate in a way that makes people feel very involved in it. And to get this many people to come onto a show, they have to feel safe. They have to feel respected. They have to feel like they've got an interest in it as well. And so you've been the leader who's really communicated that to our organization and outside um, guests as well. And so I'm going to finish by saying thank you for your leadership on this project. It's been a lot of fun. This group always has a good time on our Monday afternoon calls. And uh, 
can't wait to see what comes next. Because of those nice words, let's book him for a full one-hour episode. <laughs> let's go. If you, an hour? Can we do that? Full you want to do an hour? Full hour with Daniel if he's going to say nice things like that. <laughs> yeah. Monica, any final thoughts? No, I will say, so like when I'm interviewing people, I'm, I'm very kind of facts finding. Yep. And so what I love is like when I'm talking to people, um, I don't want to say it's dry, but it very is like facts finding. But when I'm getting those, I can actually see you turning the episode into what it's going to be. Yeah. So I do enjoy, I enjoy that. Yeah. For sure. What did you say one day? You said you can bake the cake, but I bake the cake. You decorate it. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a pretty interesting way to put it. I mean, you know, for me, it's like, I just do the easy part. I always think of that. Like I just sit down and read the notes and do the show. You, you all do the really hard part of the show. So John, any final thoughts? It's just good to be a part of this team. And I think, you know, for folks listening in, um, you, you make a difference folks. Um, in your communities, um, you know, we do the stories, we do these stories to, you know, provide inspiration and everyday folks make a huge impact in their community. And so for folks listening, just know that you can make a difference and you do make a difference. Yeah. Well, listen, awesome to have everybody in the room together. Um, it's, it's just been a great year working together with each of you. So thanks for all that you do, uh, for the podcast. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah. This was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. All right. Well, listen, listen, I'm blessed. I mean, this was such a, a great idea when John came up with it and to see it come to fruition and to grow as it has. I mean, I'm just honored and blessed to, to be a part of it. I've worked for Americans for Prosperity for 14 years, and it's still, you know, it's still a thrill to be a part of the fight, to be able to fight for liberty and for freedom and to tell these stories. And um, I, I just really feel blessed and honored to be a part of this team. And whether it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's all of them and all the great work that they do. Um, but it's you too. And I just really want to thank you. None of this would be possible if you didn't listen to the podcast, watch it on YouTube and, and really be a part of this because I can tell you we've been successful, but we've only been successful because you actually find the content uh, enjoyable and hopefully entertaining. And so thanks for all that you do to help make us successful. I wish you the best in 2024. Thank you for joining us and being part of the American Potential family. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.